eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. The Bears lose in London 24 to 21 was the final. I'm going to try to walk you through some of the stuff that went on in the game, some of the stuff that I thought, some of the things that happened. I'm just coming back from NBC Sports Chicago. We just finished another great football after show with my guys, Olin Krutz, Lance Briggs, Matt Forte, and Alex Brown. It was a lot of fun, even though it was a Bears loss. We talked about a lot of serious things as it pertains to the Bears. So I wanted to get into this a little bit. The Bears lose 24 to 21 is your final. Now, I don't mean to be the I told you so guy because I didn't pick Oakland to win the game. But what I did say throughout the week was, you know, they look better than what you would have expected. Like coming out of hard knocks, they look like a clown show. And then you add in the Antonio Brown stuff. They look even more like a clown show. But if you've been paying attention, they win that first game, and then they went into Indianapolis, and they manhandled the Colts. And the Colts are not great, but a team going on the road and a West Coast team playing in an Eastern time zone is not something that you ordinarily bet on. And they did kind of the same thing, where they were having these long drives, and they were able to impose their will on the Colts' offense, on the Colts' defense. They did the same things to, to the Bears. Now, there were some mistakes, um, a lot by John. There was a couple by John Gruden, including not being aggressive at the end of the first half, I thought was a mistake, and it almost came back to bite them. Here's what the Raiders did to the Bears. They dominated them in the run game. They just did. Josh Jacobs, who is the guy, one of the guys that ended up being one of the draft picks for Khalil Mack, 26 carries, 123 yards, averaged almost five yards a carry, had two touchdowns in the game, had a long run of 21. They had a bunch of guys contribute all over the field, especially in the passing game. Where was it? Ten guys had caught passes from Derek Carr. They did, and he did just enough. Like, you look at Derek Carr's numbers, they're not spectacular. 25 of 32. No interceptions, no touchdowns, a rating of 96.5. They imposed their will on the Bears offensively. They lined that big old offensive line up. It's an offensive line that averages 330 pounds. 
And once you had Akeem Hicks go out of the game with what was a gruesome, gruesome injury, then there wasn't a there, the margin for error was very small. And Khalil Mack, they did a good job of of containing him. They did a good job of chipping him. They did a good job of moving the pocket away from him to make it so that he couldn't get to Derek Carr, his buddy Derek Carr. It was an effective game plan. I make fun of John Gruden quite a bit because I think that a lot of his techniques and ways are antiquated. He coached a hell of a game. He had a great game plan getting ready for the Bears, and his team went out and executed it very well. I, It's hard for me to not think that the travel situation didn't bother the Bears because for most of the game, they looked a step slow. But everyone in that locker room, and I'm going to let you hear from Matt Nagy coming up in a little bit, dismisses it out of hand. And I, I don't know if there's any way to prove it, but there were players that looked a step slow. There were players who weren't as aggressive as they usually are. Roquan Smith, for a big portion of the game, and I'm looking forward to going home and looking at it again and focusing on him later on tonight, he didn't look very comfortable. He didn't look like himself. He he looked very passive, which is not something that one would use to describe Roquan Smith, the player. And they got eaten alive. They were buried by Oakland's offensive line. And they weren't able to counter for a really long time. I think everyone, including John Gruden, would have been shocked to see them down 17 nothing at the half. See the Bears down 17 nothing at the half. Everyone thought that if Oakland won this game, it would be on some sort of fluke. And yeah, things got a little fluky in the second half, but in the first half, make no mistakes. The Bears' defense got manhandled. They were pushed around the field in Tottenham just absolutely manhandled by all that beef up front. So there was a lot there. I, I want to spend some time talking about the quarterback situation um, because I know that it's on a lot of people's minds. But I think when we look at the Bears overall, we look at them as a team that's so strong defensively that it should be able to carry the day. And you saw how, how fragile that can be. You lose Akeem Hicks with what looked like a terrible elbow injury. And I'm hoping that it didn't, it isn't as bad as what it looked like. You saw that haha Clinton Dix, you saw one of his weaknesses, not a great tackler in space. And you saw them take advantage of it. It looked as if Oakland had the best possible game plan and execution on their side in the first half. In the second half, the Bears got some lucky breaks and they took advantage of those breaks to the tune of 21 points. And it looked like things started to get better and that Chase Daniels started to to settle into what he was doing, but it wasn't good enough. Like the, the, the effort, the whole thing was not good enough. And so now the Bears end the, the first part of this season. They go into the bye at three and two. I want to talk about what happens after the bye, and I want to talk about the quarterback and how the quarterback played. That's Chase Daniel. But I want you to hear from Matt Nagy first. I want you to hear his press conference, 
And then I've got some thoughts on the back end on what is now looking like a killer schedule for the Bears once they are done with the bye. Here is Bears head coach Matt Nagy. All right, as far as uh, getting started here with the game, um, I want to give credit to uh, to Oakland and, and that staff for doing a good job getting their guys ready and for their players playing hard. Um, you know, it's a uh, uh, it was a, uh, a close game there at the end. We had some mistakes, uh, and then offensively, defensively, special teams wise, in the end, you know, we just didn't play well enough. So that's where we're at. Again, credit goes to Oakland, and with that, I'll take questions. Yeah, um, you know the the in in this game, uh, you uh, you know it, it usually starts up front, and that's uh, you know we we know that we preach it, we talk it, we understand that, and we just you know throughout the game weren't uh, real successful offensively with with running the football. Um, it's been an issue this year, and um, so we need to we need to uh, figure out why. Yeah, that, well, we got some turnovers, got a little bit of momentum. Uh, to our guys' credit, they, they kept fighting. Um, they put us in a position to win the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, and then we had the, the running into the kicker and, and the, uh, the fake punt. So it, it, it uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, again, like I said, I'll give credit to, to Oakland. They came, they played hard, they played, they played tough, and that's what happens when you play tough football and you, and you do it with, you play tough football, you usually win games. It had nothing to do with when we came here and when we didn't. We just, it's about playing football. No, I have no idea. I gotta, I gotta look at it. You know, I just uh, they give they gave different looks. It's just what what he saw. Obviously, you know, it floated up there with no one around. But I don't, you know, there's a lot of other times, you know, a lot of other things we could have done to to not have that happen. Mm -hmm. Well, we're the you know. These, when you, you get me 20 minutes after a game, my emotions are going right now because I hate losing, and I know our guys in there hate losing. So um, um, it stings. It, it stings. It hurts. It's all the emotions that any normal person has when you lose. Uh, but after five games, we're three and two. Uh, we've had a chance uh, in, in most of the games to, to win. So um, we'll we'll use this time as coaches to reflect and figure out how do we get better. Um, and then we, we all just we need to do it together. And so this goes back to week one. You know, it stinks losing. It's not it's not uh, it's not fun. But uh, what's the why part? Matt, how do you describe what you saw in the third quarter from your guys after a, a subpar first half the way they came out? Well, we again, similar to, to Washington, it was very similar. You know, we got turnovers, um, you know, took some took some shots. We were aggressive. Um, and so when that happens, you you you. You put the you put pressure on the defense, and uh, you know that's why we scored those, those three touchdowns. What are your, when you look at the running game struggles so far this season, what are your options by week two to address that? Um, our options are to to play better. I mean, it's as simple as that. Uh, um, we we uh, we need to be better. To, I mean, we're we're, we're uh, our run game needs to get better. Uh, I'm not going to get into the details right now. What effect did having the key in 
the really deflating thing after last week and the shorthanded efforts and to ask you guys to do that two weeks ago? Well, yes and no. Uh, the yes part is anytime you have a leader like that that's, you know, um, so confident, such a big, big guy there uh, that can help stop the run game. They're really good at the run. Um, that, that, that's a huge part of it. Then you lose them. Um, I think just, you know, we, we've, we've done some pretty good things as a defense the first four weeks stopping the run. You're always destined to have games like this. It's the NFL. So, you know, uh, it, it happened. And so where, where I, where I want to see happen is I want, I want to see where when these times happen that, that we can, we can uh, uh, you know, do a little bit more offensively, right, to be able to help that defense out after they, they you know, have four pretty good games. Yeah, well, it's you're, you're seeing um, right now what he can do. The whole league's seeing it, um, and and we, we appreciate that. I, I I've said it from day one. This kid, he comes to work every single day. He works hard. He's passionate. He he's tough. He cares about the game. He wants to do well. He wants to win. That's what happens when when you do that. Who's that? Seventeen? Yeah, yeah. I got to go back and look at some of them. I mean, the the field position thing penalty that hurt us. Uh, we had a double whammy field position off the kickoff, and then and then another one at the end, and so sloppiness there. You know, it's it's just not. Um, uh, just some of the I got to go back and see I, I haven't seen it all, so I don't want to question or judge until I see it. But I just know big picture wise that stuff hurt. Yeah, again, I didn't even see it. I'm down looking at trying, and, and, and so, uh, you know, they're, you got to try to avoid them and give them space at all costs, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, there was one that we had, too, that was, you know, I think I, I got to see that one again, too. They said he got shoved into the back. So, um, but that's, it's all a part of it. And, and uh, you know, that, it still made it fourth down, you know, all that said. So. Oh yeah, yeah, you know that. Yeah, you still got to stop it. I mean, we, we, uh, we, we knew that it could certainly come. You got to stop it. Um, yeah, we threw the ball a little bit. What did you make of this stadium? Beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I mean, it's the first thing you do. You walk in here and you just see it. It's state of the art. It's top notch. It's, uh, it's. Uh, you talk about doing things the right way. I mean, it blows you away. It's it's uh, phenomenal. All right, that was Matt Nagy, or a portion of it. There's a little bit more of him, but I feel like you got the gist of what he was talking about there. And the Bears still haven't gotten their run game going yet. David Montgomery had 11 carries in this game for 25 yards. The Bears as a whole had 17 carries for two and a half yards. 17 carries for two and a half yards per carry. That's insane. 42 total yards. They did get the touchdown from Montgomery. But the the run game is 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 broken right now. And I'm not seeing Kyle Long get off the ball with the same authority that he has gotten off the ball with in the past. They run out of shotgun. And I was talking with Matt Forte about this, and he said – what that does is it, it it limits things that you can do in the run game and makes things difficult for the back 
because things are happening faster. You're closer to the line of scrimmage. It doesn't give you as great a vision on what can happen. He would like to see them run the ball out of the eye a little bit more. But let me talk about Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel in this game, 20 of 30, 22 of 30, 231 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, 231 yards. It was a meh game. It's exactly the type of game that one would expect from Chase Daniel. This is who he is. There are going to be moments when he makes a brilliant read, understands exactly what's happening in, in an offense, makes a throw, and you're like, oh, okay, great. He he threw that ball on time, even though he doesn't have the best arm. It, he made it there, and it, it ended up being a big play. Allen Robinson with a bunch of big catches for the Bears today. But this is where he's limited. If you get pressure in his face, he will give you the football. And that's what Oakland did. They sacked him four times in this game. But more importantly, they put pressure up the middle. Chase is my size. He's my size. He's like 5'9", 5'10". And so if if you've got any sort of pressure that collapses the pocket, he's not going to be able to see. And you saw him throw blind into the middle of the field, which is a no-no for just about every quarterback. He threw blind and it got picked off. He had another pick that got called back because it was a roughing the passer, and the Bears quite honestly got lucky on that call. And then the the quarter the, the interception that ended up kind of being a thing. So I mean, there, there's a lot, man. There's he's this is him. This is who he is as a quarterback. And if your defense plays lights out every single week, then maybe you have a chance to to win games and be a Super Bowl contender. But if your defense slips even a little bit. And now you're starting to see the difference between what the Bears were last year and what they were this year. They were a team that was really healthy and had almost no problems last year. This year, all sorts of problems all over the place, including health. And if Akeem Hicks is down for a considerable amount of time, and we've been talking about how well Roy Robertson Harris played with him out and how good Eddie Goldman is, I think that we need to pay attention to what they look like when Akeem Hicks isn't there. Mac is the shiny object. He is the thing that he is the the sum of all fears when it comes to what offensive game plan does. But Akeem Hicks is so valuable because he handles and collapses the middle of an offensive line. And if the Bears don't get that consistently, the rest of the stuff doesn't quite work. So there is a, a lot to fix here over the bye, and this that, that eight-hour flight back is going to not be fun. I guess Khalil Mack left the, uh, the locker room without saying anything. I'm sure that he thought that this would go differently. I sure, I'm sure that he thought that it would be better, that they would play better, that he would look good, that he would show the, oh, the Raiders that he didn't do any, that, that he deserved the big contract and should have stayed with his buddy Derek Carr. It didn't turn out that way. John Gruden had a great game plan to slow him down and to um, give Oakland an opportunity to get themselves three and two, and they took it. And a hats off, or I guess a visor. Visor's off to Chucky because his game plan was really good, and in the first half, his guys did a great job of executing that game plan. So now the Bears are at three and two. And I look at their schedule, 
And this is something that I pointed out earlier this year. The the back end of their schedule is murderer's row, y'all. It, it's Let's just talk about the schedule immediately after the bye. Saints game. Drew Brees may be back, and if he's not back, Teddy Bridgewater's playing pretty well. After that, the Chargers, both of those games are at home. Then they go to the Eagles, and I get it. Like, the Eagles are going through a lot of problems too, but good enough to beat them. Then the Lions, who the Bears haven't seen so far, they're off this week. They've been a lot better than most people thought they would be. Then the Rams, and the Rams' defense can be had, but what does your offense look like at that point? Then they get a little bit of the rest. They get the Giants, although some people might say that that game is going to be tough because I imagine Saquon Barkley will be back and healthy for that game. Then the Lions, and then the end, the last four games, man, murder. Cowboys, Packers, Chiefs, Vikings. Good luck with that, bruh. The Bears have a lot to fix, and I don't know what to say about them going to London and losing to a team that they're better than. You know, they're better than those guys. But they didn't, and I don't know if they thought, well, we'll just throw the jerseys out there and they'll be afraid and they'll run away, and they weren't. Oakland looked better prepared. I can't believe I'm saying that. But the Raiders looked like they were a better prepared team. And when it came down to it, the Bears defense gave up a 90-yard and a 97-yard drive to that team. What does that mean for them going forward? I'm sure it means them making some corrections and cross your fingers and hope that Akeem Hicks is okay. Because you got to see today how important he is. I wonder what Mitch was thinking there on the sideline about all of this stuff. If he thinks that he could play better than what Chase Daniel provided for them today. A lot of questions for Matt Nagy. How does your run game not work still? That you're going to go all the way to week seven and still not know who you are. It's a lot to digest. I only got one show this week. It'll be on on Monday. We'll talk. I'm looking forward to your thoughts and opening up the phone lines and hearing from people. Folks are definitely going to be mad, as they should be. This is a game that the Bears should have won. They should have gone into the bye floating at 4-1, and one, feeling great about themselves. Instead, they go into the bye 3-2 and two with a whole bunch of questions. I appreciate you listening. Thanks for checking out Loho Daily. We'll do these after every game. I'm going to do one show Monday, and then I'm going to take a bye week break myself. Use up some of my vacation time and just relax until that game against the Saints gets underway. But you can check me out on NBC Sports Chicago tomorrow doing the Dave Wanstead show. We have a good time. I love doing that show with Dave. Appreciate you listening to the podcast. I will talk to you tomorrow noon on The Score.